have a moment morning brew is our page because what we do at this time of the day is basically say hello to our mate steve vines good morning steve how are you today oh good morning good morning i uh i wasn't at the inauguration but you know those are the breaks. Oh, uh, I, I haven't really <laughs> caught up on the news this morning, except to say uh, there was talk of a big party and you can invite five of your mates. Do you happen to know if it was, if it was uh, could you hear a pin drop and crickets in Trump's bye-bye party? Just, I haven't seen the news. Yeah, I, I, I you know, I, I think I've, I've, I've American electioned yeah, right. out at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I hear I you, don't worry. It's, it's time for a detox. <laughs> it's done. Whatever, let's move on. It's right. done. Now, now that I've seen Donald Trump flying off to an accompaniment of village people, I, I, I think I've seen all <laughs> I want to see in American politics for a while. <laughs> yeah, let's have a rest and talk about something really lame like, oh, Hong Kong. Yeah, well, I mean, this is this comes into the category of you heard you heard it here first from that great we uh, that great sage P. Wheeler. Oh yeah, who said that all the all the quizlings were going to fall out among themselves? That well, was just flipping a coin and being logical, you know, infighting. I believe <laughs> is what I said. Well, I mean, whatever it was, it is coming to pass, and yeah, it's quite it interesting Mick. what's going on. Yeah, number one, you have a situation where um, the chief executive in Naomi the Sino is clearly scrabbling like a, a rat up a wheel to try and maintain her position as it becomes clear that the bosses in Beijing have allowed the Quisling um, uh, attack dogs to start snapping at her heels. I mean, remember, these people don't brush their own teeth unless the, 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 the toothpaste is supplied from Beijing. So they've obviously been allowed to criticise her and to to start, you know, ramping up the, you know, is she all right for the job? Sort Have of you thing? noticed well, it gently kicking up over the past few months, bit by bit? Have yes. You, yeah? Yes. Okay. And now we've reached a situation where over some quite interesting um, policy divisions, there are now public um, dissensions. So you've got Regina Ip in one corner who, you know, who would scramble up a tree backwards if she could to become chief executive trying to play the loyalty card by calling for all holders of the British National Overseas Passport to either, uh, at one extreme end, lose their right of residency in Hong Kong. That's an interesting concept. Yeah. But at another level, perhaps be barred from all forms of public office. Be told that unless they, they, they you know, front up and give it up, uh, that's curtains for them. Then you've got Simai Leung, Lovely fella, much misunderestimated, um, joining in the wrangle, going, oh, maybe we'll, oh, maybe we'll just make that. Yes, because exactly. Uh, no, sorry. <laughs> she is saying, sorry, I've got this completely the wrong way around. Let me get it the right way around before we move in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's saying that Pressure applies does. to all foreign nationals. See why Leung chips in and goes, well, I think let's just make that the Brits, you know, because he's, although he himself was educated in Britain and he sent his children off to be educated in Britain, he spent most of his life... Being employed by British companies, he apparently thinks the Brits are all very smelly and horrible. So he is saying, no, 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 let's be logical here. Let's just leave it to the holders of B&O passports. Okay. What's so interesting about this, I mean, remove all the other nonsense that's going on, is the assumption that when people are given a choice, they will always choose 
to have an escape route in place in the form of a foreign passport yes or the potential right to immigration through the bno instead of choosing to stay here and support the national security law etc etc well that's a bit odd because we've also been told that everybody here is happy Everybody here thinks that the national security law is a wonderful thing. I'm surprised this conversation about passports has got as far as it has, Steve, because it's it's no secret that many people have many passports. And somebody says, I think we should shush. Be quiet, please. We have them, too. Well, exactly. Exactly. So this is what's called careful what you wish for. Indeed. When you're going to play the patriotic card game, make sure that you're not left holding the dud cards in your hand. Because the people who are most likely, most likely to have the rights of abode in a foreign country are, guess who? The very people who are loudest in the clapping, um, the, the, the clapping cacophony of those who cheer the, the um, regime in Beijing. These are the very people, the very people who have their sons and daughters kitted out with foreign passports. Many, many, many. That's why I'm saying I'm surprised they even got off the ground, past, past Regina rottering yeah. a few so syllables. That, that's quite interesting <laughs> yes. that they've chosen this ground to fight on. Now, I know, of course, why Regina Ip has chosen this ground, because she knows that the chief executive herself is vulnerable on, the, on this front on account of the fact that both her husband and two sons are British nationals. So, you know, this is her way of this is turning the screw. writing that you were on about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So you've got that. Then there's another one that's popped up. So now Siwai Lung, um, God, that man, he, he sure appears a lot for someone who, who, who fails so badly as chief executive, pops up and says, oh, I'll tell you what, here's another plan. Let's scrap all this nonsense with having elections for the chief executive. Let's do it by consultation. Indeed, the basic law does speak of consultation for the selection of the chief executive. Whether it was meant literally, because it's in the same sentence which also says election, we don't know. But it's quite interesting that while all these plans are in place, and they may well be coming to fruition very quickly when the National People's Standing Committee um, meets, all these plans are in place to scrap elections, mm. Um, or to not quite scrap them, to make them opposition-proof. In other words, you will allow a farce of an election. You know, they have them in North Korea, and by some miracle, 99.9% of the people in North Korea vote for one candidate. Not sure how that happens. He must be a fantastic campaigner. But they want an election. Remember, these elections in Hong Kong for the chief executive are already... Yeah, is it going to change that much, a rose by any other name, if you think it through? No, but they don't want, they don't want. I mean, this is, when you're, when you're bringing in an authoritarian regime, you don't want any scope for doubt. You don't want any scope, even in a rigged election, for allowing the possibility that within the rigging, a high proportion of the votes will still go to a candidate not selected by Beijing. So all these moves are in place to strip the opposition from participation in this election. Carrie Lam, who obviously has been briefed by the bosses, is going, oh, that's a very good idea. Oh, I like the idea of that, because, you know, <laughs> I only got 777 votes. I could have got more if it was all been rigged properly. 
Uh, whereas, you know, good old CY is taking it a step further going, well, you know what? Let's not bother with the election at all. Let's just ask a bunch of trustees. How much of everything you've said so far, Steve, do you think is various people one upmanshipping each other, basically? There's that. I mean, because the um, the purge is has, has gone as far as it has in Hong Kong, opposition politics is increasingly being outlawed. The real action in terms of the ruling circle is within itself. Mm. And inevitably, in these circumstances, you don't have massive disagreements about policy as such, but you do have jostling for position. These are for personal issues. They didn't join the game, you know, to be standing on the sidelines. They joined the game for benefits. They joined the game for status. They joined the game for glory. So, you know, they're jostling away like mad. Now, before, they were actually forced to confront the issues as such. Mm. But, you know, they now feel all the pressure's off. We've defeated the Democrats. They've all gone away. This is all nonsense, but this is how they think. They've all gone away. There's nobody on the streets. Let's do what we're really good at, and that is promote ourselves. And there's another aspect of this which is coming up, and it will be on your screens very soon, as we say in movie land, is the coming battle between the administration and members of the DAB and other uh, quizzling parties mm-hmm. who are now starting to realise, a bit belatedly, but they're getting it now, that the depth of the economic crisis facing Hong Kong cannot be solved by the government coming around every two minutes going, no relief for the poor, no relief for the poor. They're now becoming quite aware that with the unemployment figures rising, with businesses collapsing, et cetera, et cetera, Mm. if they are to remain even vaguely popular parties, and remember, they, they even though they can change the system to guarantee their election, they still actually want to have popular support. They've got to at least be seen fighting to get the government to pay better um, relief for, or make more provision for relief for Do the more, average Joe in the street. Hmm. And, you know, the government is saying, oh, we're so poor, you know, we've got land power to develop, we've got a new airway, a new runway to be built at a time when nobody's going to be flying in planes. I mean, you know, we've got a new high-tech centre to be developed on the border with Shenzhen. You know, yes, it's true. They have all these massive, massive vacuum cleaner products, which will, uh, projects which will suck money out of the reserves. But there is a priority here and now, I would say today, when people have been thrown out of work, when people are on short time working, when businesses are collapsing by the day, this headline figure of 6.6 people unemployed doesn't even begin to reflect the real tragedy of unemployment in Hong Kong because it doesn't take account of all these part-time workers. So all I'm saying is there's a very, very real immediate problem. And even... Within the quizzling camp, there's a growing realisation that this creates a hotbed for discontent. In the government, of course, where everybody has paid their salary, where they're still swanning around in their limousines, where they're still living in their big apartments, where they're still um, in these massive offices with hot and cold running secretaries making them cups of tea, they're, they're going, I don't really understand. Is there some problem? I don't know. It's fine. I'm still getting my tea delivered at 10.30 on the dot in the morning. Mm. You know, it's 
there's a disconnect. I mean, remember, Hong Kong is being led by a chief executive who doesn't even know how to get on to the mass transit system, who in the middle of the crisis was worried about whether she could get her hair done or not, who in the middle of the um, early stages of the crisis was agonizing about how she could go out and buy a loaf of bread because she hadn't quite done that before. I mean, you know, we're not being, Hong Kong's not being run by people who have any concept at all of the reality on the ground. And the people who surround them are the rich and well-fed <coughs> and the politically well-connected, who, of course, you know, they ain't got these problems. I want to come back to this. I wonder how many of the things you've talked about were just unexpected in certain quarters. You talk about uh, unemployment. You talk about the job market. You read um, all sorts of news outlets, and they'll tell you that tons of people are leaving Hong Kong for various reasons. Of course, we know that. But, I mean, lots and lots of people seem to be. And that's going to affect the job market big time, isn't it? I want to get to a... I want to get to a yeah. yeah. What do you reckon to that quickly? Well, just to, to, let's take the last point. At the moment, and this has traditionally been the case, unlike other societies where poverty um, drives people out of those societies, in Hong Kong, it's the better off mm -hmm. who have been more inclined to leave. But what happens then is, as they go, a lot of them run companies and the companies get wound out. So, you know, there's this very real problem of the domino effect of you, you, you tell the middle class that you're going to be living in an authoritarian society and your children are going to be brought up in schools mm -hmm. where they're, they're going to start learning by rote and having, you know, endless, endless bowls fulls of patriotic education. And these people are going, no, no, don't think I want that Addy, for my family. Addy enough for that. Let me jump over to some messages now, Steve, if I may. Um, on that one, the stuff you've just been talking about, Pat, got in there first something you might want to get onto after the news pat says i see the elite 200 getting their vaccines ahead of everyone else let's do that later on shall we thanks a lot yeah. pat um bright spark says i still haven't seen any relief on food coming through the supermarkets and then he says don't forget <coughs> don't forget the toilet roll incident relief on food coming through supermarkets we're not seeing any sort of price changes there anton's written a good few lines here i want you to check this out he says for people should we just stop at that one go on then. should we should we just yeah let's just deal with the supermarket because that's very interesting it is actually yeah. you remember when the when all that money was doled out to employers um, to keep people on the payroll, the biggest beneficiaries among the biggest beneficiaries were the two supermarket chains yeah. who were doing booming business. You know that money was really desperately required by particularly the catering industry and what have you, who were who were devastated. But they also gave money to the companies who were doing best. So their response was. And I'm very pleased that Pat brought this up because it's been forgotten. Was oh, don't worry, don't worry. We'll redistribute all that money. We'll we'll be giving special offers. We'll be making special provision for the poor who who use our our services, use our um, outlets. Well, what has happened to that? Interesting question. I'm, I'm very pleased it's been raised this morning. Indeed it is. So basically all of the talk of relief, this, that and the other, is not really being seen by the end user who has to go to the supermarket. Well, but it is being seen by the big companies who run the supermarkets because they've, they've trousered uh, those squillions of dollars. Yeah. Good luck, boys. Well, let's go back to Anton here. Different topic. He says, for people trying to get home but cannot due to flight and COVID restrictions, visa extensions have stayed the same price. However, the extensions have become shorter and shorter. Now all you can get is a one-month visa. 
The situation hasn't improved. In fact, it's only got worse travel-wise. These people in indefinite limbo are being treated like cash cows in this time of crisis, with lots of exclamation marks. Australians, for example, can't go home. They have no choice. Shortening the visa to a month but charging the same is immoral. We've talked about gouging in times of crisis before. I think that's what he means. I, I have to say, this is news to me. I, I wasn't aware that this was going no, on. Me too. But me I too. mean, it, it doesn't sound as though the hand of friendship is being extended in these rather troubled times. And I know that 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 it, 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 I know it works the other way round with people who have been resident in Hong Kong who are having difficulties coming back. So you know this. I know this is happening all over the world. That doesn't make it any better no, it if you're the individual concerned. It really doesn't. But if there is this this visa gouging, you know, it shortening the time and then demanding more and more money up front, I suppose the government says, well, they're all a bunch of foreigners anyway, so, you know, what the... Yeah, well, we've gone on about this before you go to some. Yeah, exactly. You go to some places, <laughs> particularly in Asia, and you get off the plane, and there's like a kiosk. It says, "Buy your visa here." Then you find out you didn't yeah. really need that visa in the first place, and yeah. they haven't said you must have it. They haven't said you mustn't have it. But you cough up your twenty US dollars, and it goes straight in the bin, in their bin. I I, I always um, remember that 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 the um, Cambodia, exactly. which or Kampuchea <laughs> as it's called this week. Um, had a particular good visa racket. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, uh, they, they had a bit of trouble raising money because no one was paying taxes, but hey, but the visa racket... That's that's a good one. I'll tell you what I'm going to leave you with before the news. Bright Spark is back. He says hotel prices are going up. And uh, that's interesting because have they realised that this, this quarantine lark, it's a good spinner. Do you think it's that? I, I don't know. Is he referring to... I mean, as you know... The quarantine hotels are a designated group of hotels. It's not not any hotel can just There's lots open of up them, though. There are lots of them. There's though. lots of them. So I'm wondering whether under the government scheme, the prices are going up. I don't know that. I don't know if, if our listener knows whether it's that or whether he's referring to, for example, the other hotels, which I don't, I don't think is true, incidentally. I've no idea. But check it out. I mean, if they've got hotels full of people who are on quarantine, they're still paying, aren't they? I mean, it's... No, but the point is they have no choice. Yeah. You know, you have to go to one of these quarantine hotels. And if it is the case that the compulsory quarantine hotels are also gouging their customers... Interesting. That looks pretty shabby to me. Let's give this Not a, sure that's true. Yeah, let's give this a rest for a second. Go and have a cup of tea, Steve, because it's nearly time for us to get to the news. Well, Steve Vine's still with me, 28 minutes to 10 o'clock. I've got one question that I'm going to get in afterwards, Steve. A bloke wants to know if you know what you think about the possibility of the Bohemia Party stepping into political void within LegCo. Just put that in the pipe for a bit. Where do you want to go? Well, I, shall we just pick up on one of the emails that, that, that was just lightly touched on before the break, which yep. is about the 200 members of the various... Um, he said elites in, in inverted commas. Yeah. Blah, 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 committees who are going to be the first people in Hong Kong to get vaccination. Remember, nobody in Hong Kong, to the best of my knowledge, including frontline health workers, including teachers, including uh, members of the disciplined services, all of whom have no choice but to work in circumstances where they come into 
contact with a wide range of problems, none of them getting priority. The priority is being given to members of the various quizzling bodies yep. who are going over to Shenzhen um, this week to have jabs. I mean, great, great planning, great... Yeah, but which vaccine are they going to have, Steve? That's the big Megillah. Now, this is, this is the really interesting question. So, remember how we were told, um, and by the week, history gets rewritten on this, that the vaccine of choice for Hong Kong was going to be the Sinovac, mm -hmm. because it was very wonderful and very lovely, and who wouldn't want it? Almost as good as the Russian Sputnik vaccine. Uh, that's a joke. <laughs> so, now we discover that Sinovac's um, effectiveness could be not slightly less than that of other vaccines, but humongously less than other vaccines. So the very fine medical experts who are in the government's embrace have come up and said, oh, well, you know, tests are not equal. Oh, my granny once had a test and, you know, you never know. She, she can't compare apples with pears. Well, actually, you can compare apples with pears. You can compare apples with apples. The whole point of an international forum for comparing the effectiveness of vaccines is precisely to compare which vaccine is most effective in combating a common disease. So actually you can make that comparison. And Sinovac, which has repeatedly promised to provide third phase testing, which is convincing, has failed to do so. So now the government is focusing on its um, supplies of the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine, which are coming not, of course, from Germany, but from the Shanghai Joint Venture. That was a devil in the detail job, wasn't it? Which people are aware of, no, no question. I'm sure people are vividly aware of this. So now the, 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 the second candidate, but still there's no supplies, incidentally, except, of course, for the chosen 200, um, is going to be this Foson product. I don't know. And actually, I'd like to hear, because I haven't heard this from any of the great medical experts, I'd like to know <coughs> whether the um, vaccine produced up by the joint venture company in Shanghai has been tested in the same way as the parent company's original vaccine in Germany. I think people would like to know that. Mm. I also think, because we keep getting this confusing evidence about vaccines, and the government's absolute obsession with making sure that Hong Kong has a mainland-made vaccine first for political reasons, nothing to do with medical reasons. Is that still on, by the way? Well, if, if, the, if the first one is going to be the Fosun, um, or Fosun, I'm not quite sure how you pronounce it, um, vaccine, yes, it is. Mm. <clears throat> so let's just see how that's panning up. What we do know from opinion poll evidence is because of the lack of transparency about these um, mainland produced vaccines mm -hmm. is the level of take up is likely to be much lower in Hong Kong than it is in other jurisdictions. Mm. That's a big, big worry. I want to go back to Pat's thing for a second. Sorry, Steve. And source other vaccines. So he said, oh, the 200 elites are going to go first. Now, I mean, you, you are, let me put it this way. People have been saying, go on then, you try this stuff first. Well, they are. So... Is he saying yeah. they're jumping the queue or is he saying, well, they're doing what they said? I think, he, I they think he's to. saying they're jumping the queue. But I mean, you know, I, look, for all I know, there's nothing wrong. 
with the Foson vaccine. I, I just don't know. But the problem is no, nobody else does in Hong Kong. Why isn't this vital piece of health protection being played out much more transparently in the public arena? Because they don't know, maybe. Once we have that, people are not stupid here. They will say, ah, that's the evidence. Fine, I'll go along with the evidence. What isn't happening is a transparent display of the evidence. And, you know, like everybody else, I'm slightly worried about what gets pumped into my system. And, through, you, uh, and you through, still have a choice on that one, right? Well, do you? I have question mark. Well, do you? I mean, that, that is the problem. At the moment, first of all, there are no vaccines available in Hong Kong. The second question is, well, will we have a choice? I'm not entirely oh, sure. You have a choice to pump or not to pump. Yeah. But I'd like to see that there was a choice of the actual vaccine. Yeah, all right then. So um, just a sidebar here from Alan. He says, Ray, ripping off Australians with shorter visas. He said, since Beijing has taken every opportunity to mess with Australia, I'm paraphrasing what he said, it's very likely simple spite. Um, Horatio, interesting one. He said on our Facebook page, join us for the next five or ten if you want. He says, Tam Chung already said last night that he'd been vaccinated in China with the Chinese vaccine reported in local news last night. So people have been saying, all right, then you go first. Well, he has. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I wonder whether his two sons in Australia have been vaccinated as well. Just, just saying. All right, then. Oh, Kat just, yeah, gotcha. Just Kat here. She says, even if pro-Beijing politicians take the China-made vaccines first, people in Hong Kong will still be hesitant to follow suit. That's interesting. I mean, the lead by example thing, they don't care. Like, Well, I mean, that, then you have to have credibility in the leaders, don't you? I mean, this is, this is where the whole system has come into jeopardy because the credibility of the Hong Kong administration is so low. The trust in the leadership is so low. So if they say, you know, trust me, I'm chief executive in name only of Hong Kong, people go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the feeling seems to be that even if this vaccine is fantastic, I mean, no worries whatsoever, what are you worried about? It's almost like the horse has bolted once again because there's so much chit-chat and really, confusion. It really is. I mean, credibility is hard to achieve and easy to lose. That's yeah. a kind of old well, saying. Very it easy. happens to be true. Yeah, especially today in the you know in the era of so in the era of social media when uh, people can write. And you look what's what going like. on in this. <laughs> you, you look what's going on in this this world where we're supposed to be having confidence in the people who are tackling the virus. You have an official from the Center for Health Protection who shall remain nameless. That would be Raymond Ho who steps up and says, I mean, this is unbelievable in the middle of the pandemic, who steps up and says, oh, you know, these ethnic minorities, who no wonder they get infected. They've got, that was unfortunate, you know, wasn't it? Very unfortunate. I would say so. No, I mean, you know, they, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, sowing division among the population, great strategy. But even Carrie Lamb said that's nonsense. And I, can't, I tell you what, I, people, people are saying, I can't believe I'm agreeing with her. But, you know, stop this now. Know. That's nonsense. So that was, that was actually very sensible. Does, does, does that mean we have to break new ground here? And I've got to say I also agree with her because I do I actually. Say yep, I want to hear I it. do. I do. I agree with the C-no. Well, yeah. <laughs> said it. Yeah, because. A, enough of this because. But, but the point is, when people within the system feel empowered to make these racist remarks mm -hmm. it is a great worry has 
Raymond Ho been disciplined? I have no idea. I've not heard of it. But, I mean, this is an outrageous thing to say in the middle of a, a crisis. Um, um, what he's basically saying is these blank, blank ethnic people live in poor housing. No wonder they're... Uh, well, back to where we know, started today. Back to where we started. You know, you, you're saying that, that because you have an inadequate housing stock in Hong Kong, which grand people like Raymond Ho are doing nothing to improve, the victims of this situation are to blame for their circumstances. It's disgusting. It mm. really is. Uh, I, I am pleased, incidentally, I'll just say it again, that the chief executive finally stirred herself to say something that was right, and she did on this instance. But she needs to think about why people in her administration feel confident enough without facing any consequences to be going around making racist statements at a grave time and we are in grave circumstances right now it's mm. staggering so horatio says not unfortunate embarrassing i was being ironic i exactly know what you mean bright says yeah bright says the world, <coughs> the world credibility is not good but i thought china was doing a lot of testing in brazil if i may i want to go to an actual telex no an actual email uh, this is from jeff who says i spoke to our medical experts and they tell me they are not allowed to give the patent Oh, the patient details of which vaccine they are giving to the patient. So even after the vaccine, you will not know which one you had. There you go. Oh, that's oh, it, reassuring. Here's another, here's another one from, uh, this is from Richard. He said, I'm a CX pilot, haven't flown a jet in 11 months. Third runway, why? There you go. Well, ain't that a fact, Richard? I mean, it's not just, I mean, I'm very sorry, incidentally, that, that, that like other pilots... Um, he's not um, in the air at the moment. I mean, like a lot of unemployed or short-term working people, this is this is a, a tragedy. But it's not just that there's no um, traffic at the moment. It's if you look at any projection by anybody who can read and write within the aviation industry, they're all saying it's not the problem will not solve itself within weeks, months, or even a few years. Mm -hmm there is going to be a permanent reassessment of the way people use air travel, and it will reduce the number of flights around the world. So in, in places where you don't have a government frisky to, to spend the public's money, they're saying, whoa, whoa, let's slow down on our expansion capacity projects mm -hmm. until we understand properly what the new situation will be with regards to air travel. This government is going full steam ahead because, oh, the old bureaucrats' answer is, oh, well, we're doing it because we started. Well, I've started, therefore we'll finish. Mm. You and me are paying for that stupidity. All and right. That money is depriving us of the ability to tackle the economic crisis. It's a problem. You got it, Steve. Let's pick up a couple of bits and pieces here because we're nearly done unless you've got something else you want to talk about. Say hi to Rick, who says all the providers of vaccines have been lawfully protected, meaning no prosecutions. Now, what's it? do you know about that? Yes, this is this is I mean, he's quite right. This this is um, something that, that Sino announced uh, a couple of weeks back, saying that, you know, if there are adverse effects to the vaccine, in, in, for most medical procedures, you have come back. You, you can um, 
um, you can sue and, um, you know, if you have a case, you'll, you, you'll get compensation. In this case, they're going to be indemnified by the government. Hmm, interesting. Okay, Steve, you can have a quick PS. Shall we have a quick PS? Let's talk about... Oh, yeah, there's a new president in um, Thingy. Ah, yeah, some Joe bloke. <laughs> I don't know who he is. Don't have no idea. No, no. I was, I was going to because I'm a, a, a sad parochial source of. Oh, he's going to talk about um, I, was, I was just going to come back to flower markets. Oh, I don't come know. On, is it on? Is it it's, off? Should we go? Are we in? Well, I was going to say it's it Thursday. It so um, can I say Thursday as of ten forty-four or whatever the time is? Yes, it's on. Yeah, and the government. Of course, remember, they got their, their proverbial knickers into a twist because the problem with flower markets is that they don't traditionally just sell flowers. They're a fantastic opportunity yeah. for all sorts of social and political organisations to come out and sell their merchandise as well because they're a celebration for the community. They yeah. embrace the entire life of the community. So they've now got the perfect solution. All of those people will be banned. Capacity at the markets will be reduced, and at the moment, um, at the moment, because this is a big. Well, no, I big, think um, even even if even if even if they do anything else, there is no possibility at all yeah. that anybody will be allowed to sell anything except for flowers. Yeah, that, what I'm saying is even if, even if they are, because this is kind of a currency at this time of year. Maybe that's not the right word. Right. The whole thing about the flower markets and and Chinese well, New Year and da, da, da. Oh, mean, you bet, yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People want gumquat plants. They want, you know, etc., etc. Et so. <laughs> so, all right then. Well, thank you so much for your messages this morning on Facebook and via email. Some interesting stuff. Horatio uh, reckoned the third runway was to accommodate a new GBA airline, which is going to run exclusive, but exclusively by pro-establishment people. And uh, <laughs> Kat, I'm going to give the last word to Cat Steve. She says, "Glad they are reopening the flower market." Steve Vines, thank you very much.